Yo, and welcome to In The Lane. It is your host, Twisted Tapioca. And it's it's a little moist in the air. It's almost a little slick. Now, I'm not saying it's a butter situation, but you know, it feels like there's a drip about to come down. I'm here today with my good friend, Alex Musabai. Alex, say what's up, man. What's going on, man? I, I like that intro. That was that was funny. That was clever. Yeah, I'm trying. Every every day, it tries to get a little unique. You notice I threw in there my good friend as if we have some kind of personal history and we've known each other for a long time. Oh, yeah. We, we go back. We go back, uh, what, like two months now? There we go. <laughs> two whole months. Uh, Alex, thank you so much for coming on, man. Oh, yeah, man. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you, uh, your apartment, your dog all showing up in the same shot. It's a beautiful thing to see. Well, you know, this is the only shot you can get when <laughs> when there's only so much space here. But uh, yeah, no, Melody's here. I'm sure she'll make an appearance at some point by barking or begging. Uh, she gets she gets crazy when I'm on these podcasts. She just wants my attention. It's uh, I don't... it's it's too much. Well, she probably gets a little flustered. You know, it's a lot of drip drop getting yelled in the household. A lot. Yeah, a lot. That of... definitely. It, it, the more the more I I yell it, she'll uh, she'll start freaking out with every you know drip drop. <laughs> Have your neighbors uh, got upset at you for the drip drop? Has anyone come to you in your life and said, "Hey, man, we bring it down"? Uh, besides maybe all of my friends and family, uh, no, no, nobody, nobody's actually, I don't think anyone can hear me over here just yelling and screaming in, in my little box. <laughs> I think it works out great then. All right. If you don't have any neighbors, you can really kill this thing. I mean, listen, you parlayed two words into an entire merch line, Alex. It's crazy. I never would have thought that I would have a t-shirt with drip drop on it. I never even thought that I would be saying drip drop today. Like it really started uh, a year ago. It started the night that Tyler Johnson, uh, Tyler Johnson. It started the night that Tyler Hero was drafted and he said, uh, you know, best drip here. So I was talking to Christian. Uh, I can be your hero of Miami Heat because he and I go way back. He's a good friend of mine. And for whatever reason, I just started screaming out drip drop. I became obsessed with it. And it was more just to, to mess with Christian. And he hated it, of course, but it was uh, it was just like this kind of this joke that we just kept throwing around. And then this year with Hangover Time, I, I never expected it to become part of the show, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, very integral part of the show. And you are too, man. You come on very regular on the Hangover oh, Time. You, yeah. I, I, I tell everyone that comes on from MHB how like unique and cool the chemistry is on that platform and how it uh, it's reminiscent of like Levitard and a lot of other things that are a bit heavy, but... Uh, don't require sports knowledge. Don't require show knowledge. Like you can come on, just have a good time on that show. What's it been like experiencing the season through MHD and that show? Uh, it's it's been a ton of fun. I think uh, purely like from a fan perspective, this might be the most fun I've been having uh, definitely in, in a long time. Even even the finals run last year, I would say that um, it, it's really cool. You know, we've it's it's a group of people that just really we really enjoy each other we click we have a good time you know even when we're not recording hangover time or a heat beat pod um and uh, everyone brings a different perspective too and a different way that they look at the game which is uh really interesting like frankie and siobhan look at it a lot more from like a coach's perspective as they're like breaking down film joey and i are really there <laughs> giving you the fans perspective trying to make you laugh 
Um, Tiffany is is brilliant and she gives, you know, just her perspective is always just so on point. Um, and Alf, you know, is is Alf and he represents all of he Twitter. And and uh, I mean, if you ask me, I think Brass is by far like one of the funniest people I've ever met. Like, I think Brass is is the secret sauce to to hang over time. If you he, will. Do, he comes up with his comedy so fast. It, it it's insane. Off. It's insane. Well, sometimes we'll have an idea for for a bit and we'll throw it out there like maybe 20, 30 minutes before the show, not even expecting it to be in that show. And he'll come with a full production, full, you know, intro video, music and all that. I mean, he's he's always killing it. So shout out to Brass because uh, Hangover Time is is definitely a a collective effort, but um, nobody works harder than he does. That's for sure. Yeah, for sure. Hardest work advantage showbiz. You've had half a season to experience the growth of this new show and to deal with this team, man. Um, what part of it has been funner for you, the fan experience or doing the show? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Um, well, I think doing the show is also part of like the fan experience for me because, um, you know, it, I'm going to be on Twitter probably t- t- tweeting out these takes anyway but at least now i know like more people are hearing it more people are are interacting with the conversation and interacting with us so um it's definitely brought a different dynamic to like watching the games you know because uh, yeah. it, it now i'm also watching it more like oh i definitely want to make sure i talk about this specific play and what i saw on this play and stuff like that you know as opposed to just my my overall feeling of a specific player so this is a fun one. Uh, I've started since I've been doing podcasting now, taking notes while I while I watch basketball mm-hmm. games. Have you changed? And it kind of sounds like yes, but in more detail, like have you changed how you watch games now that you do Hangover Time? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily taking notes as much, but that's mainly because I know I'm not going to be, you know, X's and O's breaking it down. Yeah, but if there's sure. a speci- if there's a specific take that I I know I I want to get off or be like oh man like K Nun tonight was just ridiculous I got to make sure I talk about like this third quarter play or something and I'll maybe write it down or or um, a lot of times um, Siobhan and Frankie especially will will let Brass know of a specific play um, and I'll see that in the group chat and I'll make sure that you know I go back and I'm ready for that specific moment if I can be so when Mo Harkless ran behind the scores table like you definitely wrote that down right. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, our chat was blowing up with that anyway, so I didn't even have to. (laughs) Okay. Favorite moment of the Heat season so far, whether it be on the court, Miami Heat be, because me, it's that. That fucking Mo Harkless play running behind the scores table just to bow his head in disbelief. Like, that's my favorite moment. It is easily top 10, maybe top five. I I think top spot for me, uh, I was actually thinking about this. Yeah, that's right, Melody. Why don't you get in here? Say what's up in the lane pod. I think t- top spot for me, it has to be from Hangover Time, but I got to give it to the Solana bit. Oh, uh, the cultural he, correspondent. The cultural correspondent, yes. I I don't think I've laughed harder this entire year. Um, and it was amazing to me, too, that so many people didn't understand that it was a bit. But uh, I think that even made it funnier for me. So that that has to be, like, number one. Yeah, and honestly, I'm kind of setting everybody up for that because it is. It's the best thing that's happened all year around or by the Heat. It's amazing. And yeah, Solana yeah. was on Locker Room the other day. He's like, no, I was just having a good time. It wasn't a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. When he, when he is committed to the bit, 
He's great. I, I love Solana. Uh, it's just getting him to commit to the bit. But shout out to Solana because he's had, I think he's on a hot streak right now. His appearances have been fantastic. Oh, he's killing it. He's killing yeah. it. And then every time I go on the Twitter, he's like live in his kitchen doing some other random thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's doing an awesome job. So you've, you've had half the season to digest this Miami Heat team. Uh, it's been brutal from my side. I, I've had such a tough time watching them. And this six-win streak is is lessened that up a little bit for me. I kind of live in the moment too much. But tell me, what has it been like for you experiencing this heat season? It's been a roller coaster, man. I uh, I expected us to be hitting the ground running when the season started, even though I, I, I knew the loss of Jay Crowder, the loss of DJJ. Like these, <clears throat> they don't sound like big names, but they are big role players in our team and they shine in their specific role. Um, so definitely a lot more lumps in the early half of the year than I expected. Obviously my guy Tyler has been missing in action for a little while. Um, so that, that's been difficult. Yeah. I mean, I, look, I'm a pessimist by nature and by heart. So uh, at this point right now, I'm not feeling great about the team, but I'm also not throwing in the towel. It's still heat. Yeah, it's and not only that, but I mean the schedule's easy as shit at the back half. Um, yeah, it's like we're seventh in strength of schedule remaining left in the league. So it we have healthy, we, we're getting healthier. You have an Avery Bradley coming back, which should be able to pinch in minutes to help Goron and K Nun out. Your squad has two more weeks of rest. Like you would assume this team doesn't play down in the competition. We, we're setting ourselves up for a good back half of the season, but this first half just sucks so hard. I, I almost believe they'll find creative ways to lose. The, the real problem, at least for me, was I was so looking forward to hitting the ground running and getting those games in the early half of the year because you want to have that that leeway for in the second half you come back post all-star break especially in this case if guys get sick or something from the break you want to be able to say like okay we've at least banked those first 25 games or whatever uh and that that's something that helped the heat last year remember they were hot in the first half they racked up all those wins pre-all-star break and then when kind of things started hitting the uh, skidding to the roads and all that and kind of hitting these walls um, they had all of those W's that kind of already kept them in a high place. And yeah. then, you know, the pandemic happened and, and we know we know the rest of the story from there. Tell me something I want to explore a little bit more with Brass is like you you felt that and that did not occur at all. We were 500 going into All-Star break, but you're experiencing like all this, I, I would assume joy and happiness seeing the show do so well. Like I remember yeah. watching you guys go from 70 to 80 a night to 100 to 170 you're pulling two to three and if will manso's there you're doing way better than that you gotta get <laughs> will manso more like, shout out will manso bad girl you, you have all of this success and and energy going one direction and then but the games that you're commentating on for the most part have been going the other direction what kind of dichotomy are you dealing with there what kind of emotions do you feel when you go out to do a show that's an interesting question. So um, while we're watching the game, we're always like in a, in a heat beat chat, like just commenting on it. And definitely I would say at least me, like when the games are slow, when we're losing it, man, it's a struggle to like really, really maintain that same focus. You know what I mean? Like I'll be watching the game, but then I'll be like, all right, fine. I'm just gonna start dinner or something. Like, so you come into hangover time being like, man, that was terrible to watch. Like you almost feel drained. For sure. And then 
and then boom you hear the intro music and you and you see that there's you know you're in the chat uh, eric the great's in the chat Latinas in the chat like so there's so many different names i apologize for, for not naming everybody but like you guys give us really that energy to to kind of like okay it doesn't it doesn't matter like we're, we're we're rejuvenated now we're ready to put on like a fun show um so yeah i would say there's definitely both sides of that like energy where it's just you go from zero to a hundred but um but it's definitely from hangover time and from just knowing that you want to put on a good show for the people that are that are there watching it yeah i mean that is a great answer i find that i have to go sometimes into sensory deprivation where i'll turn off like twitter because i i know the kind of takes that twitter is going to push me towards even though they might not be my own opinions like mm-hmm. I'll, I'll start to develop like a uh an, an identity mirror with like whatever bullshit he twitter is starting to put out there because i know right. that would get hits but i i kind of want to stick true to who i am my persona and that kind of stuff so that is always a struggle for me so hearing other people having to deal with something similar it makes me feel really good about myself yeah no absolutely it's um it, look i mean we're we're also all fans first so we can't help yeah. it. it of course of course we get drained seeing our team struggle but like i said it's it's you guys continuing to show up to support what we're doing that like really energizes us and and also you know we're having a blast when we do it like we really love just chatting shooting the shit with each other it's 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 a blast all right alex i don't have any fancy graphics there's no brass jazz backing me up uh (laughs) i don't even have any sound effects man but here comes uh, trade trade talk time trade trade stuff trade (laughs) stuff (laughs) you have a couple targets that are out in the market um, tell me why you would absolutely 100% bring in Andre Drummond right now. Uh, oh, God. Uh, would I 100% bring in Andre no. Drummond? Who, who's uh, your guy, though? <laughs> who are you willing to part with? I think that's the funner question. It's like, what if you knew there was a piece out there that could fix the squad, what on this team are you willing to part with? And is that actually something you're going to do this year? If we can fix the team, uh, people get it twisted. I love Tyler, but... I'm a Miami Heat fan first. Like, I, if we, if there is a trade to be made, and Tyler is the piece that has to go, like, I'm, I'm open to it. It's all about what we're getting back. Um, right now, I don't know what's, <laughs> what's out there that I'm gonna trade Tyler for. But that doesn't mean that I, that I wouldn't do it. Like, look, if you're telling me Bradley Beal right now, sorry, drip drop, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll leave you in DC. You know, if you're telling me. Um, Victor Oladipo and PJ Tucker. That's very important. The package. Then I'm then I'm considering it. You know, which is now uh, possible as of today. Which is now pos- possible as of today. So to answer your question, the PJ Oladipo package, not not Oladipo by himself. I need the package. That's the type of move that I think really can change our season. Yeah. Um, but I, but I also don't. <laughs> I don't really trust the Rockets that much to actually go through with a smart deal. And, and maybe that's just me, because, you know, having my own bias against their owner for Tita, but, or as I like to call him for Tata. Um, but I just, I just don't think that they are going to look at things rationally. Well, what if you present it to him with some poker chips? Do you think he would appreciate the offer more then? <laughs> maybe, at least maybe he would understand it more. <laughs> I I find myself in this place where it's as as I look at the options that we have and 
you have to consider plugging them into a team midseason that already has chemistry issues somehow. Like, like granted, team looks better now, but we for so long looked out of sorts, turning the ball over a lot. Now we're talking about adding new pieces, and I start finding it really hard to let go of guys that are on the squad and, and offer up pieces to say that's definitely going to fix the team. That Oladipo TJ or that PJ package is probably the one. Um, you go Lowry Gay after that. Uh, but it's always a package, right? And it's like, how are you just mm-hmm. going to get... You're not just going to walk into two guys. You're going to have to give something up for those dudes. And and that's what you're talking about. It's like... Whoa. Well, and, and that's also why I'm... A, again, I'm pessimistic. I don't... I really don't know or see a, a trade that's actually going to, like, move the needle that much mm-hmm. for us in our future. At least not for this season, you know? I think... I think we may be able to get someone in the buyout market or something like that. But... Um, I think for the most part, what we are is, is shout out Tiffany Meeks. What we are is what we got. And I think it's going to be like that for the foreseeable future for this season. Is there any single human on this earth that puts words on t-shirts like Tiffany? Oh, nobody, nobody. I can't wait for the Tiffany Meeks uh, merch to drop. That, that's going to sell like hotcakes. The whole merch line will go crazy. She's yeah. incredible. It's incredible. Absolutely. Have talked to me about the heat. You've talked to me about uh you know your experiences on your show uh tell me what's going on with you man what are some things you've been up to in this in this deadly season of seasons of keeping us in the house well uh i'll show some love to a stream beat pod over with uh frankie g of of miami heat beat as well we kind of developed a little uh spinoff show if you will and uh it's a, a little podcast that we're doing uh just for fun really what we're talking movies tv shows uh you know whatever we're binging at the moment obviously the wandavision stuff is hot so we're going to be recording the uh the series finale wandavision pod later today um so that's been a lot of fun you know just just spending more time with the heat crew on on different stuff whatever they can show me that's new to watch new to stream uh and then uh obviously the music stuff which i'm always doing dabbling around obviously nowhere near as as great or professional as brass but it's just something to, to keep me busy so i won't make you get into your series finale stuff right keep that under locks expose it there i love that idea talk to me about how fucking awesome ted lasso is really quickly though oh ted lasso is great it's ted lasso is ted lasso was one of the best surprise shows of the year uh, and it was it came you know at a time when I think everyone really wanted just a lighthearted, fun comedy to kind of get us through some some pretty shitty days. So I think it was it was a little bit of just like the perfect storm, uh, a, a show that we absolutely were craving at the right time. And I I found it almost therapeutic. I don't know where this this hit for you because I feel like if the themes match some stuff that happened in your life you could learn a thing or two and i did that show ended up being like therapy for me yeah it was great and it was a much needed getaway uh throughout the pandemic i remember i heard people talking about it for a few weeks uh and then i actually just i I ended up getting the new iphone uh (laughs) and i remember that it came with a free subscription to apple tv so uh so then i started binging that and and the morning show and uh yeah it was a it was (laughs) it was a great month actually well, bro, thank you so much for coming on. I, I can't, like, honestly, every time one of you guys get to my pod from MHB, I feel so welcomed. And uh, you've done such an incredible job at building the fan base that you've built. 
and uh, giving me the opportunity to literally like leech on to that and, you know, start stealing as much as I can. And like, thank you. I just appreciate you guys so much. For hey, that. man, as long as you buy like 10 drip drop shirts and I need to see the receipt for proof. Uh, but as long as you do that, we're good, man. We're family. Uh, no, no. But for real. Um, no, man, it's been great. Uh, we we are super appreciative of all of you guys. And, you, you know, obviously you've been there from, I think, the, literally the very first episode showing us love. So we really appreciate it. And um, yeah, man, it was, it was this was a lot of fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, bro, of course. And anytime you want to come by, you're more than welcome to come by. I just always uh, appreciate every guest that comes on. And, and more, more than that, I appreciate every person that can spend their time listening. Um, and if your dog wants to listen, make sure that you leave it on in the background, okay? The dog. <laughs> yeah, dog she wants to listen. She counts. wants to be on, actually. That's, that's the problem. She wants the mic. I'm still trying to figure out dog technology right now. I'm working on this little VR thing, okay? I, we're, we're, we're eking it out. It's hard to, hard to keep it steady. We're, we're coming. 